Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. From the Virginia Tech Corporate Research Center in Blacksburg, Virginia, it's Wednesday, September 27th, 2023, and this is TSL Today. We hope you enjoy the new audio format of TSL Today as we shift toward a quick and easy news update on everything Hokie sports for your commute home. I'm your host, Carter Hill, and today we sit down with managing editor David Cunningham to break down the schedule releases for both Tech men's and women's hoops, what to like about both draws, and the season trajectory for both squads on the hardwood. That's all coming up next on TSL Today. This episode of TSL Today is brought to you by the Hokie Way. The Hokie Way supports student-athletes in leveraging their name, image, and likeness to amplify the mission of charitable organizations as a way to give back to the community. Your contributions to the Hokie Way supports Hokies NIL, our tax deductibles. Visit thehokieway.org to learn more. All right, now we bring in our managing editor, David Cunningham. David, first off, how are you? Basketball season is almost upon us. I'm doing well, Carter. Um, it's We're like... Less than six weeks or something away from basketball season. I'm very, very, very excited. Hopefully it gives everybody a little change of pace. Yes. This this today, hopefully this this schedule announcement gives everybody a little change of pace and then Basketball will be here before we know it, November 6th, men's women's doubleheader. So I'm I'm very excited f- to to bring on basketball season. Well, let's start with the men's side of things first off. What are your first thoughts when you look at the men's slate for tech men's basketball? I think my Biggest takeaway. The the first thing I took away was Virginia Tech gets Duke and Virginia mm-hmm. on Big Monday twice. So in late January, Virginia Tech, Duke, Big Monday, 7 p.m. ESPN. In mid-February, Virginia Tech, Virginia, 7 p.m. Eastern, Big Monday, ESPN. Those are two marquee games. ESPN loves itself some Virginia Tech, Castle Coliseum at home. My other biggest takeaway is there is not a single weekend in February where Virginia Tech is at home. That is a bummer yes. because I know how much the fans and how much how much everybody uh, everybody that supports Virginia Tech basketball including me and my you know and our coverage I would like to spend some Saturdays at home in, in February. Um that might not happen. But those are my two biggest takeaways and I feel like the other biggest thing is the schedule, in my opinion, is fairly balanced. Yes. Well, I think getting off to a fast start is so crucial for Tech this year. You don't want to dig yourself into a hole for the third consecutive year. And I think the start of conference play gives the Hokies an opportunity to get off to a good start. You have Louisville at home on December 3rd. You go to Wake Forest on December 30th, Florida State and Tallahassee on January 6th, and then Miami and Clemson at home as your only two home games over winter break. So maybe a little bit of a break there for the Hokies. Yeah, and I think I'm looking it up right now. The last time Virginia Tech started 3-0 and in ACC play, was the 2018-19 season, and we all know what happened that yes. year. So um, th- that that 
was one of two times the 06-07 season when Virginia Tech had another record year. It, good starts lead to good things. Yes. And I think, um, and that's something I wrote about uh, when the schedules came out on Tuesday night, was you start with a, a Louisville team that's not very good, or mm-hmm. at least was not last year, bottom feeder in the ACC. That is a positive. Louisville should be improved, but that's about as good of a start as you could ask for. At Wake Forest, that game will give the Hokies trouble, but if you think back to last season when Tech went to Wake Forest almost that exact same day, I believe it was New Year's Eve last year. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Virginia Tech did not have Hunter Couture. Mm-mm. If the Hokies are healthy, that is a game they should take care of. They almost took care of Wake Forest last year. That was one of those games where you would have liked to have back. You'd go to Tallahassee. I think this is a game that really stands out to me. But if you're 2-0 and going in there with, with a lot of momentum, this is a Florida State team that, sh- again, should be improved, but lost, I would say, maybe its best player from last season, Matthew Cleveland, to Miami. Yeah. Leonard Hamilton is a great coach, but this is not the same Florida State team of old. Then Clemson is that fourth game, and, and Clemson should be much improved. In you know, out of those first four games, Clemson's definitely, I would expect, to be the best. Joe Girard is there now alongside PJ Hall. That's gonna be interesting. I'm excited to see how Clemson does, but you get Clemson at home. Those are four manageable first games of the season. Then it gets into Miami and Virginia. Then things get a little bit rockier, a little bit more difficult. But that's about as good of a start as you could ask for. I would say you could throw in Boston College, but Mike Young's never beat Boston College, no. right? So, <laughs> so you know, even though Boston College might not be great, that's about as good of a schedule as you could ask for. Maybe a maybe a Georgia Tech or a Pitt in there. Um, uh, if the Hokies can get off to a three and zero start, that is going to lead to very big things. And I think this team is very capable. Louisville-Wake Forest are two very manageable games. Same with Florida State. Clemson will be difficult. But again, I mean, if you if you can get off to a hot start, it'll it'll take you a long way. And you think back to the uh, the good the starts Virginia Tech's had in the ACC under Mike Young. Three and f- at th- out of four years, Tech's won its opening ACC game. But Two of those times, Tech lost its second game. Yes. Only once, the 2021 season, was when Tech started 2-0 under Mike Young. And then Tech lost its third game of the year. Momentum. Right. If you can get momentum early around the new year, you will be in good shape. Well, you can't start... Two and seven per se in the league for the Correct. third consecutive year. <laughs> well, you start at the spring semester. You have Virginia at JPJ, then NC State and Raleigh, and then Boston College, like you mentioned, Georgia Tech and Duke all at home to round out the month of January. That's probably a stretch. The Hokies do have some more opportunities to pick up some W's. Yeah, I think, again, Miami and Virginia back-to-back is tough. Um, Tech won the last time it went to Raleigh. That's a positive. Tech hasn't beaten Boston College under Mike Young, but you get him at home. Georgia Tech, first-year head coach, and then Duke on Big Monday. That is a manageable stretch. Again, so you're looking at the first, uh, I'm going to estimate and say the first 10 games of the season in the ACC up to January 29th. That is a very manageable stretch. Right. Again, not super easy, not super difficult, but that, that is a game where... Sure, you got Miami and Virginia and Duke, but if your toughest game in that stretch is at Virginia and you get Duke and Miami at home, that is a huge positive. I think Virginia Tech could use that and go into February with a lot of momentum. 
Well, the month of February is very interesting. To your point, only two home games and not one on a Saturday. You go to Miami, Notre Dame, Carolina, Pitt, and Syracuse, and you host just Florida State and UVA. That's going to be quite a telling month for the Hokies. It's funny because it's just about the opposite of January, where Tech is at home a bunch, that three-game stretch with BC, Georgia Tech, and Duke. Then Tech's on the road for three of four, or if you want to put it, you know, six of seven or five of seven. Um, man, that's that's a tough stretch. But again, that's why it's so crucial to pick up your momentum early in the year. If you can do that, if you can start off on the right foot, I'm not saying you have to be nine and one going into that Miami game, but if you can be like six and four, even seven and three, five, even five and five, I think I think that will give you uh, some, you know, I would say above 500. That gives you a good stepping stone going forward. That Miami game, that is going to be extremely difficult. Yes. In my opinion, that might be the toughest game on Virginia Tech's entire schedule this year, uh, home or away. Uh, you could maybe argue Auburn. Um, I think Miami is going to be extremely difficult. And that comes after a Duke game. Now, there is a an open week between that. So right. that, that's a good opportunity for Tech to kind of regenerate and, and get, you know, kind of get its legs back under them to start off February. Um, sorry, but sorry, between the Miami and Notre Dame games, I should say, not between Duke and Miami. Apologies. Um, that, like, you play Duke on a Monday, Miami on a Saturday, get a little bit of time there, and then you have an open week until you go to Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame and Florida State, those are two teams that are trying to, kind of in the same position as Tech, trying to kind of get some momentum back. North Carolina, we know what the Tar Heels are going to be. We know kind of what Virginia is going to be. And then you look at those final five games of the season, and then again, another manageable stretch. Yeah, with that being said, it appears Tech could have a favorable finish. And that lone week in March, you have Wake and Notre Dame at home, and you only go to Louisville, so that's three wins you probably should have when you look at it at this point before the season begins. Yeah, and you've got Pitt and Syracuse. Syracuse first-year head coach and Adrian Autry. Uh, Pitt was good last season, but that's a team that Tech, I would say, is on par with or better than. Uh, those are five very winnable games. So you're talk- you're telling me, or I'm telling you, I guess, yeah. <laughs> that, that it's really just a five-game stretch in the middle of the season, or, or six-game stretch, if you want to put it that way, in the middle of the season, right? You've got those first 10 games, two really tough games against, three really tough games against Miami, Duke, and Virginia. That middle stretch is going to be most difficult. But you finish with five very winnable games. This schedule is setting up for Virginia Tech to do something special. I, I, I truly believe that. Obviously, we're a long ways away from basketball season. Still, we don't necessarily know what the we know what the Hokies have, but we don't we haven't seen it yet. But if they take advantage of their opportunities that they're given, meaning don't lose to a team like Boston College or Georgia Tech at home, beat a team like Wake Forest on the road and at home, beat Louisville at home on the road. If you win the games you're supposed to win. Virginia Tech could be looking at like a top four finish in the ACC this year. I don't think, you know, and, and this it, Tech has one of the best backcourts, I think, in the conference, in Padula, Couture, Rice. I'm very interested to see how this shapes up. I, I think this gives Tech a good opportunity to do some damage this year. 
UVA at home twice. You do not have to go to Duke. No Carolina at home. You got to go to Chapel Hill. But I think to your point, the Hokies are set up to have quite a special season here in Blacksburg. Speaking of special seasons, let's flip to the women's side of things. I'm going to ask you the same question. What are your first thoughts when you look at the women's slate for Tech Women's Basketball? It is a gauntlet. <laughs> it is a gauntlet. To put, to put, it, to put it simple, um, I don't think the first half of the season is is too bad. I mean, it's not easy. And again, remember, Virginia Tech plays in the toughest pod in the conference. The Hokies have to play Duke, NC State, North Carolina, and Virginia twice every single year. And it just so happens with this year's rotation, Virginia Tech has Notre Dame and Louisville on the road. This is not going to be an easy schedule by any stretch. Tech does get Miami at home. That's a positive. Uh, and I believe Tech goes to Florida State. So a little bit of a trade-off there. My biggest thing is it's a gauntlet, and man, from February on, <laughs> I mean, you look at those last that last stretch. Starting February fourth, Virginia Tech goes to North Carolina, to NC State, has a has a game at you know, home against Boston College, then Duke at home, Louisville on the road, North Carolina at home, Notre Dame on the road, close out at Virginia. That is not easy, but I will say. Virginia Tech also had a extreme, an extremely difficult schedule last season to end it. Mm-hmm. Had NC, won every game. Had NC State twice. Had North Carolina once. Had Duke once. Had Florida State once. Those were essentially all top 25 teams at one point throughout the season. All went to the NCAA tournament. Virginia Tech didn't just win them all. It blew out most of those yeah, teams. Except for Carolina and Chapel Hill. Except for Carolina and Chapel Hill. They need a little bit of a Liz Kitley buzzer beater. Uh, Pretty cool moment though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at that that stretch with with Duke, Louisville, North Carolina, Notre Dame. Man, that's gonna be tough. Uh, but here's the thing. If this team wants to have another special season. Those are the games where you prove that you are going to take the ACC. And again, I don't think, you know, I didn't have a chance to, to sit there and when the schedules came out on Tuesday night and look at everybody else's schedule. Um, but I don't think there's necessarily a quote-unquote easy schedule in this conference. Yes. The teams are so good. You look at a team like Virginia, a lot going to be a lot better this year, year two under that that coach. Syracuse is up and coming. I would expect Syracuse to make have a chance to make the NCAA tournament this year. There aren't any gimmies in the ACC in this league. It just so happens Virginia Tech might have one of the toughest schedules of them all. Well, you know, I guess on the contrary, a little bit, there may be a chance for Tech to get off to a fast start. You know, yeah. you have Pitt at home, Wake on the road. But to your point, again, just like that, you have to play NC State and then Miami just a few days later. And then you go to Florida State and Duke within four days of each other. So <laughs> that's a challenging four-game stretch of its own. And the schedule does then lighten up maybe a tad from there. You get Clemson and Georgia Tech at home the last week of January. The Hokies then go to Syracuse. And I did mention the challenging four-game stretch, but there's maybe a chance for the Hokies to go into February at maybe 7-2 and two in the conference. Yeah. I would I would say, yeah, uh, the fact that your first four games, three of them are at home, that is a huge positive. The only trip is down the road to Wake Forest. And, and you would expect Virginia Tech fans to travel pretty well to that. It's not, I mean, you go to a Wake Forest team that's kind of still rebuilding a little bit. Uh NC State, Miami at home, those are 
two positives. Virginia Tech could very well start 4-0. Then you go down to Tallahassee. That's a team that is good, should be even better this year. Then you go to Duke. That is a place where Tech always seems to have a hiccup. Mm-hmm. But if you can get off to a 4-0, 4-1 start, I think that's a positive. And then you look at, again, Clemson, Georgia Tech, Syracuse, Virginia. Those are four very winnable games. Teams Tech should beat. You're looking at the first 10 games and saying Virginia Tech could should win 8 or 9, yeah. seven, 7, 8, 9 of those. That is a positive. And... Virginia Tech obviously had a record season last year. I'm very interested to see how long it takes Tech to get going this year and how how the, the, the pieces mesh. But anything beats starting off the regular season on like like Tech could very well be on the road for three of its first four games. Tech doesn't right. have that. Tech has three of the first four games at home in the friendly confines of Castle Coliseum. The only bummer is that the students will not be there. Right. Yes. That is a bummer. Um, you get NC State Miami at home when the students won't be there. But at the same time, you get Duke and North Carolina at home in February to end the season. The students will be up for that one. Same with UVA in early February. There are a few, few glimmers of hope, so to speak. There are a few positive notes in there. It's not all rigorous, but it's not necessarily, as Mike Young would put it, uh, ice cream and rainbows. Right, yes. Let's keep in mind, though, Virginia Tech, the defending 2022 or 2023, I should say, ACC Women's Basketball Tournament champion. So I don't think the Hokies are going to be scared by anybody, per se. And you mentioned February, and, you know, we're talking about the ACC, but how much can the non-conference, LSU, Iowa, prepare the Hokies for this stretch later on in the season? I think it's huge. I think, man, that... I, I tell you what, fans might not want to hear this, but I think that Iowa game could potentially. I mean, it's gonna. I think it may, might be a toss up, and, and I'm not saying Virginia Tech will come out and lose that game. Um, it's gonna be a. It, it's gonna be a show. It might not be Virginia Tech's best basketball. It will be the second game of the season where the Hokies have to defend Caitlin Clark for 40 minutes. That's not an easy task by any means. You go on the road to LSU. That's not an easy environment. I think the Tulane and Kansas games in the Cayman Islands are very interesting. Mm -hmm. And Tech goes on the road to Rutgers. Those are five games I think Virginia Tech can really learn from. And I think that's really going to propel them, you know, the Hokies, into the ACC play. I'm not saying Virginia Tech is going to blow out everybody on its non-conference schedule, I think Kansas WNIT champs could get te- give Tech a run for its money. Tulane, not as good, I don't think, but another good team. Rutgers, okay team. Tech should beat them, but again, on the road. I, I think that Rutgers game and LSU game, those two games on the road, those are going to be real tests. Virginia Tech... You know, you might look at the schedule and go, okay, Houston Christian, UNC Greensboro, LIU, Radford, William & Mary. Well, Virginia Tech's not challenging itself. Oh, the Hokies are challenging themselves. <laughs> They've got Iowa and LSU within the first month of the season to go play two good teams in Kansas and Tulane, and they have Rutgers. I'm, I think that early portion of the non-conference schedule in November, you know, even if Virginia Tech – even if Virginia Tech is leaving that portion of the schedule five and two with losses to LSU and Iowa, they will have learned what they needed to learn, I think. Because 
those teams are going to be good. They're going to challenge Virginia Tech. They are going to show things, show Virginia Tech things that Tech probably won't see until Tech goes to a Duke in mid-January. They will be early tests that Tech hasn't maybe seen before under Kenny Brooks in the non-conference. I think about maybe Tennessee in the past couple of years. But if that's the best team Tech has played in the non-conference, and don't get me wrong, Tennessee's very, very good. These two teams are next level in terms of caliber. Tech Tech is going to be tested, and that's important um, because the Hokies are going to roll into ACC play, I think. You know, after playing at Rutgers, even after playing LSU, after playing Iowa, they're going to go into those games against Pitt and Wake Forest and go, we're ready for this. Sure. And they should be ready anyway. But I think with a sense of confidence that that goes, okay, this team is ready to go in the ACC. The non-conference strength of schedule will not be an issue for Virginia Tech this year in 2022-23. All right. Parting thoughts, David. How special of a year could this really be for Virginia Tech women's basketball? I think it could be special. I think it could be extremely special. Uh, The biggest question I have is um, how the rotation looks and how deep Kenny Brooks goes and what what the freshmen look like. Uh, Lots of question marks. You know what you're going to get out of Georgia Amor, Elizabeth Kitley, Kayla King. What about everybody else? Matilda Eck comes in from Michigan State. She's going to be a sharpshooter. I would expect her to start on the wing, but how much does Karis Baker factor into that? She's a excellent shooter. Kenny Brooks told me she might be the best shooter on the team, and she's a freshman, and that's a team with Georgia Amor and Kayla King and Matilda Eck. Again, um, but what about the other freshmen? Four top 100 kids coming in. How do they factor in? Do we see Clara Strack? And Elizabeth Kitley on the floor at the same time. Two six foot four, five, six players. I don't know. Kenny Brooks has has a, a lot of question marks, a lot of things he has to figure out. A lot of good question marks, I should say. Uh figuring out how the rotation looks is the biggest thing. And I think Iowa and LSU, I think those will give tech opportunities in heated games to figure out what it has and does not have. There might be some mistakes made along the way. A freshman gets thrown to the fire that maybe isn't ready and makes a mistake against LSU. That stuff happens. But everybody needs to remember that you want to be playing your best basketball come March. In Virginia Tech's case, you want to be playing your best basketball in February because you've got, uh, what do we say, Duke, Carolina, Louisville, and Notre Dame, back yeah. to back to back to back. <laughs> uh but I, I think the non-conference will prepare Virginia Tech. I think this could be a truly special season. Virginia Tech has the pieces to win the ACC. The question is, how how does the puzzle look when it's all put together? And what does the rotation look like? And um, my biggest thing is, can Tech stay healthy? Because Tech stayed healthy for just about all last season. Kayla, uh, George, uh, Georgia Amor and Kiana Trailer and DeAsia Gregg, um, you know, people were, people were nicked up here and there, but nobody missed really big time. Elizabeth Kitley missed the UVA game at home last year. If Virginia Tech can stay healthy and continue to work towards the goal, I don't expect Tech to come out and and blow out Iowa or LSU or even Kansas or Tulane. It might take some time to figure it out, but this, in my opinion, is the most talented group Kenny Brooks has had in Blacksburg. The squad runs deep. 
I'm I'm very excited. I think this could be a, a very very special team. What does TSL's basketball coverage look like as we lead up to the season? I will be all over the place. I will be <laughs> everywhere except for the Cayman Islands. I was just telling Carter, there's a good chance I will be at every single Virginia Tech women's basketball game uh, except for the two games in the Cayman Islands at Florida State uh, and at Syracuse, which is pretty good, I think. Yeah, 16 um, of 18 yes, in the ACC. Yeah, as far as the men's schedule is concerned, I might not might be a, a couple games fewer or less, but uh, but – I, I, we're going to have a lot of great basketball coverage. And now that we have Andy Bitter on our team, uh, you know, for example, when Virginia Tech goes to Charlotte and the women play Iowa on Thursday and the men play ball, uh, the men play South Carolina on Friday, I don't have to worry about covering football on Saturday at Boston College because we can ship Andy up to Boston. Yeah. See what I did there? Ship it up to Boston. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I can hang out in Charlotte and cover those two games and – and maybe even go a little bit of the extra mile. I'm very, I'm very, very, very excited for basketball season. Um, the ACC women's tournament's back in Greensboro. I think that's a huge plus. We're going to have tons of men's and women's basketball coverage. Probably too much, but hopefully the fans enjoy it um, for you guys once the season starts. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very stoked. I can't wait to get going. And, you know, I, I don't. As far as the men are concerned, because I think the women are going to have a really good year, I think the men, the schedule shapes up for a really good opportunity to do something. Like, I, I think the men have a chance to make some noise this year. I think after Duke and Miami, the ACC's a little bit open. Can you stick your head in the door and, and tell everybody you're here? I don't know. You can't obviously get off to another 2-7 and seven start in the ACC. But uh, with, that, with that schedule... You know, it looks like Virginia Tech, the men, and Mike Young could have a really good opportunity on their hands. Well, David, appreciate you hopping on. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Excited for basketball season. Hopefully, uh, hopefully everybody else is too. That's David Cunningham. I'm Carter Hill, and that was your Wednesday installment of TSL Today.